Internet Spotters, welcome to To The Table. I'm your host, Kyle Lear, and today we're going to be exchanging movies today, and the movies that we're going to be talking about is uh, Boogie Nights and uh, Dave Grohl's Sing Street. I mean, not Sing Street, uh, Sound City. Oops, I flopped that one up so bad. <laughs> um, it's a uh, Sound City is a documentary, and uh, Boogie Nights is uh, is the Valentine's Day of uh, sleazy movies. Uh, so what? <laughs> You'll see what I mean later. Okay. okay. Uh, I am uh, I am Kyle Lira, and with me I have Peter Martinez with me, as well as Dixie, as well as my dog Dixie. Yeah. Um, Today, uh, he gave me uh, Boogie Nights, 1997 movie, and uh, I gave him uh, a documentary called Sound City, which explores the, um, the history of a specific studio called Sound City. Uh, I always let my, uh, my co-host uh, go <laughs> first, and uh, it, is, uh, it is a very good film. Uh, the reason why I gave you Sound City is because there's such rich history with uh, with the Sound City Studios. I mean, a, a, a freaking Fleetwood Mac as we know it today got started there, uh, and how this machine uh, pretty much uh, re-revolutionized the analog uh, recording industry, and a lot of artists have recorded the recorded there and I thought that I was like okay I'm gonna give uh, Peter a little insight on a little bit of uh, music history and uh, it's directed by a uh, Foo Fighters frontman uh, Dave Grohl and uh, I, I really wanted to know what you thought of it Peter you mean Nirvana drummer uh, uh, sure sure uh, either way either which way it's still it's two completely legendary roles in uh, music history, not only is he the drummer of Nirvana, but he's also the frontman of Foo Fighters and founder of Foo Fighters and all that stuff. So, uh, Peter, mm -hmm. what did you think of Sound City? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Why you laugh like that? Um, no, I liked it. I liked it. I, I thought it was a, a very good documentary. Mm -hmm. Um... I, th I liked the portions in which they delved into the history of the, what's it called? Of the place itself mm -hmm. and the people that went through there and the stories of the people behind it. Uh, the, the way they talked about how like people would get a job there driving vans and then they would work their way up to producers. And it was like this dingy piece of shit place. Yeah. But, it, but it just like it smells like like shit and it's dirty but it was the place that you came to get great music made um all of that was was really awesome i i loved how they went and they they talked to um to a lot of the former um musicians and stars who went through there and their stories and their connections to the people there yeah, like a, a lot of people, like uh, Lindsey Buckingham uh, and uh, and uh, Stevie Nicks. They, Stevie, they Stevie Nicks was there first. They they met they met each other through that studio and formed what would be known today as Fleetwood Mac and uh, the late and great uh, Tom Petty. He uh, he was there recently, late and great. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> 
I I guess my thing is I kind of wish they they delved more into that. Mm. I also really liked the way they they showed the downfall of the studio, and they and it and it was really chopped up to the the change in um, technology. Yeah, it's because of the digital age. Yeah, and like Pro Tools and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, they just kind of both didn't want to keep up and couldn't keep up with with the the changing way in which the music industry was moving Mm -hmm. and it honestly really reminded me of the study i saw a few weeks ago showing that rock and roll for the first time is no longer the biggest um musical genre in the u.s Mm -hmm. i think it's now rap it's now rap and it's like you you could see sort of the gradual Watching this documentary, I can I could see the way we got to that point yeah. in which you know, rock rock and roll was was for everyone. And, you know, every kid wanted to be in a band and a rock and roll yeah. and stuff like that. And just just seeing gradually how that changes and how and now everybody wants to be like a rapper or something like that. Well, really, just how like the digital age pushed that technology and that possibility in your hands, and it just completely changes the game. Mm. And I think one comment from one of them was like. It allowed people to be in the music industry that probably shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not attack, attacking rap, by the way. Kyle might be. But I, I love rap. But I think I think that was kind of more a shot at like pop. And I, I like uh, I like more uh, like 90s hip hop. That, that's OK. I uh, that, so that's my that's my cup of tea. A hip. Rapper's delight, man. That's great. <laughs> um, no, I think that's great. Uh, the only thing is, it's kind of. I understand why it's there, and I think most people will love it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like I kind of wished it was taken out just to allow more room for the history, history of Sound City. Is um, like the last twenty minutes or so, mm-hmm. basically just becomes. Um, like just music because he um dave girl had bought the the soundboard yeah and he had brought like all these legends back in to you know record again stevie nicks and then oh one of my favorite parts is just like hearing uh taylor hawkins uh the foo fighters drummer and uh and dave girl perform with uh with paul mccartney and that's awesome like the but it's like I kind of wish it's like okay. After seeing this, it's like okay. I want to. I want to check that out. Maybe I'll pick up the CD, mm-hmm. or you know, see it. It's but including it in the film, maybe a little bit. But it's just for me. It's like uh, I kind of wish this time had been allotted to learn more about the history oh. and of of some of the artists and and uh, more of the people behind it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you you get a deep dive into the to the people who work there and stuff, and then it'll jump forward like a few years, and it's like there was a lot of famous people, and they showed that a lot a lot of famous people, a lot of yeah. famous records that came through there, and I think um, you know there's different avenues for which through which you could hear that music, yeah, but there's not many other avenues through which you can hear those stories about the place Sound City. So I kind of wish it would have... Um, and it's, it's kind of nice. Spend its time more on, on hearing about that. Because it, it is history. 
Yeah. It's history right there. It's musical history. And it's so interesting. And it, it is sort of like the one of those things where you can't plan out. It just sort of happens. Mm-hmm. They just, they just, everything went right. You know, they just happened to get, you know. The some, right people the in. The right people in and some stars in the beginning. So then pe- more people flocked to them and it just, they, they struck gold. They, lightning struck and it just created this awesome place where all these amazing artists and musicians moved through it. And you do get a lot of great history surrounding that. I just wish you got a little bit more. And I think you could have done that if you'd taken that last section off. And not, not only that, a lot of like iconic uh, records were, were made there. I mean, you had a Tom Petty, he made a few, a uh, few hits in there, and then you had uh, you had uh, obviously Fleetwood Mac, and they uh, the famous record Rumors was uh, recorded there, and uh, my favorite band Metallica recorded uh, recorded Death Magnetic in there, and it, it's just uh, it's just a great little uh, history lesson on uh, the impact of what uh, a studio can provide for a. Uh, for the industry, uh, such as like rock and roll and stuff like that, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, I think you needed somebody passioned uh, like Dave Grohl to make this film uh, because uh, you definitely see like the passion of music within all these uh, all these artists, and that was a that was a cool added like bonus to what uh, he was trying to do. Um, what did you think about like the techno babble with the uh, with talking about the board? Well, someone who doesn't understand that for the most part, I like they made it simple enough to follow and understand. Even if you have no under like no prior knowledge mm-hmm. of anything music or how and computers and how it's done, it, it, I was able to understand and follow it and see like how moving from the way they did things to the computer age really shaked everything up and sort of put, you know, these leading men at the end of the line because of that, you know, and and I could see how that that really happened. And it, it's really interesting seeing the way, you know, it, to someone like me or anyone else, you say like, oh, yeah, this person this is where that record came out on this record, this record, this record, this record. And you think like, wow, how is that not still open? How is that not a museum or anything? It's just like, it belongs in a museum. This, this is what I'm ending this right now, (laughs) right now. No, but you, you understand, um, how some, you know, this sort of golden city on a hill, this golden place for music just sort of fell apart and just closed. And from the outside in, not knowing the story, you might think like, that's impossible. How could this happen? Mm. You know, when there's so much rich history here and they, and they really do a great way of showing how they fell. And, but, but while also, um, sort of maybe the mistakes they made. Um, I uh, I understand a lot of people, and especially them, didn't want to turn digital, but to survive, 
They kind of had to. Maybe they had to. And, I mean, I understand people, there's always this nostalgia for it's like things done back then were better and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it's just, progress is always going to keep moving forward. You know, whether we like it or not, the next thing is always going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. So it, it, it's it's impossible to fight it. Progress is impossible to fight, and that sucks. But and it's uh, and it it's like a vast contrast between analog and digital. I mean, you had a, like one of the opening shots is uh, somebody putting in a fresh fresh tape mm-hmm. onto the onto the machine to record a Dave Grohl uh, jam and. And that was, and then you see like, oh, you uh, it transitioned uh, later on into the film of them uh, like looking at Pro Tools and just like clicking and dragging the and that was it the track and that was it. Yeah, Versus, they show like they need to stop it, move it, mark it, move it again, mark it. Yeah, and then if you got it wrong, you, just, <laughs> you have to re-record it. Yeah, but with this one, it's like click click. All right, we're done. Yeah, and it's. Like you could bust out a track in like uh, ten minutes or or less, you know, with with uh, with like in the digital age versus you know it was actually a time and process, you know, it was a, it was a very broad art for uh, tight art form, you know, and then uh, it it left a very li- limited room for error, so you had to like really be good at your craft, you know, so. Um, but it, it, um, it's comparing it to like something in movies, it's sort of like the birth of CGI, in which it's a great tool, mm-hmm. makes things a lot easier, but then it takes out a lot of the hard work that's done with like the ingenuity effects. that yeah. was done. And I and I could see their point they're trying to make. Like before, you know, it, it took real talent and hard work. You had to get your music perfect. You know, mm-hmm. the, the timing and, and everything, the playing had to be amazing. Now it's like, oh, this doesn't sound good, fix it. Sound good, fix it. So so it kind of takes a bit of the talent out of the music. And and, and that's a great point, and I can see that. And, that, and I think oh, that's why you get kind of a lot of shitty artists nowadays yeah, yeah. that make it big. But for people, but then the other argument is for people who do have that talent and do use it correctly... It's just an amazing tool that, that I think helps make the music better. And I like how they kind of took a look at both sides of, of that sort of argument. You're looking at people that used it successfully and then also showing like, well, it's like they said, kind of takes the talent out of some of it. So I liked that discussion. Um mm-hmm. And then I also thought it was interesting how it just kind of ends with like, oh, and then they close down. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a somber ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, they do have like their whole re- reunion. Um, what was it? An album? Jam. Jam session. Sort of a jam session. And like I said, it's like, eh, kind of could have done without the jam session i know if you're really into the music it's like oh yeah. my god awesome they're playing together and just seeing it and seeing them work it all out and i'm but for me it's like i can probably find like, this music in other avenues mm-hmm. i'd rather learn more about the history of the people there like uh 
it, for me, uh, I'm I'm huge into uh, the Foo's. I'm huge into the Beatles, and I'm huge into uh, Fleetwood. And uh, I gotta tell you something, Stevie Nicks. Uh, she sounds exactly like how she did 30, 40 years ago. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, just just seeing where all these people are now and uh, the fact that you had a Beatle, you know, at the end of it. You know, it just, it just like, it, to me, this is one just giant letter to, uh, to old-fashioned rock and roll and all that stuff. Because rock I and know, roll is dead now. And I know, I, <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll is gone. It's not coming back. Now, name name the most recent like rock band that you like. The most recent one. The most recent, like in terms of like this decade, or as, no, as recent as you can think. Um. Avenge Sevenfold is pretty good. What what year was that? That, um, they, that they jumped on the scene. Uh, two thousand three, two thousand two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a long, long time. I I I I hate the music industry so much now. It's Why? it's ridiculous. Vent right here. Go, What's wrong with go, the music industry? Go shouty! It's your birthday. <laughs> That's that's like circa 2003, isn't it? I don't know. They're still popping that out in 2010. That kind of because it's a classic. It's not a classic. It's a classic. It's, schlock. it's, it's a classic. Schlock. It's a classic. Someone doesn't understand music here. And it's clearly Peter it's Martinez. It's clearly Dixie. Well, she. Well, to be fair, uh, the only words she knows is like food in her own name. You don't need to understand words to understand music. Music is the universal language. Um, I overall, I I liked it. I thought it was really well done. Um, I guess my thing is, is like I've seen so much about like bands and their rise and fall, and I it's like they're so similar mm-hmm. the stories about bands. So I kind of don't. It's not that I don't care. It's just like, well, yeah, I understand it. I've seen it. Well, All happened. bands are kind of the same, so uh-huh. I, I was I was way more interested in hearing about the place itself and the people there and how they interacted with the bands and what kind of working and life environment it was. And they definitely provide a lot of that, and that's I, what really kept me most interested in the film. And I think overall they did a really good job of providing. Context. What context and what life was like at Sound City. So overall, I, I would say I enjoyed it. Uh, IGN, uh, 10 out of 10. 6.2, uh, not enough music. <laughs> Too much history. Too much history. Not enough mystery. <clears throat> so, Peter... Why did you make me watch Boogie Nights? Why did I make you watch it? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, it was, it, it, I think it's a different kind of film than I've given you before. Yeah. I, I think it's a great film. Uh, one of my favorite of Paul... Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson, who I think is a really good director. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's, it's a really laid-back film. It, it, it's really more about just characters living life with these characters and i and i figured they're they're pretty fun and interesting characters even if it does get a little dark so i thought you know that would really interest you Mm -hmm. and overall it's i just find it a really fun interesting movie it's one of those where you just spend time with interesting characters and i really like films like that well the thing is peter if you told me that alfred molina had a little role in here. I would have been sold right away. Is that all it says? <laughs> um, this truly is uh, the Valentine's Day of of sleep. You, you need to explain that because I don't know what you, look you mean. At, you by look that. at you look at Valentine's Day, and you know how it, like you know those kind of movies, like oh Mother's Day and all that shit has yes. different. It's like a wide array of stars and celebrities, and like it's like an all star cast and shit like that yeah well that's this uh because you let me just list off the the roster here Mm -hmm. i mean you had burt reynolds he's huge um you had mark Wahlberg in it and uh he's also big uh julianne moore heather graham uh alfred molina uh william h macy don Cheadle, uh and uh the list goes on and on and i I was like, oh, my God, I know him. I know him. It's that person I know, you see. Um, so I was delightfully surprised on how much how many people were in there that I was like, oh, OK, I, I, I know that I know this actor. Did, and you, say, that, did you even mention John C. Riley? Oh, yeah. John C. Riley came as, a, as Reed, Reed Rothschild. <laughs> yeah, yes, that was a that was a, a delight. It's, this movie was oh, not only not to mention uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was in here, yeah. too. So just a lot of. Uh, a lot of stars, a lot of uh, A-list uh, celebrities. Now, I at the time, you were like, this, where is this guy's career going to go? And one of them is an Avenger. One of them... Uh, <laughs> One of them is taking down the Kingsmen and uh, just like so much, uh, so much stuff has so much star power, so much stuff has happened, you know, in these guys careers. And it's really interesting to see like this kind of this this uh, time frame in uh, in in their uh, their careers so far. Um, It's it's kind of weird seeing baby Marky Mark. (laughs) Uh, And he still looks the same. (laughs) At least to me, anyway. Um, so I, all in all, uh, I thoroughly enjoy this film. Uh, it is a, it is a great little. Uh, it, it's very sleazy, like the way it's like shot and. How it, is it sleazy? Explain the sleaziness. Because it's, like dir- it's like dirty and grimy, like the way that it looks. It doesn't like, even look dirty and grimy. How does it look dirty and grimy? It, like, I don't know. Like it looks like somebody like took 
took your your grandma's uh, camera and started pointing and shooting and like doing these long takes and I, I really appreciated those uh those long shots. But that's that, why I, to me it's like that's not grimy. I'm like that's work. That's craftsman. Uh, that's fine craftsmanship. Like, right there. like there was this one scene where it's like a running joke. It's it's fucked up, but it's a running joke. Uh, how uh, how William H Macy's uh, wife keeps on fucking all these other guys. Well, she is a porn star in the well, film. Well, yeah, but uh, but she's like, this is my that's my wife, damn it. <laughs> and then how he finally gets done with all that, and he goes to the goes to the room and shoots his wife and shoots the guy she's banging, and eventually shoots himself. And it's just like this one long shot of him, like the thought thought process of him doing it. Um, when they're going through the nightclubs, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and uh, when there's a great moment of tension that involves out the great. Alfred Molina um, and he he's like this like really methed out uh, not methed out like he's like on on like heroin and stuff like that and he's like uh, he's he's smoking out through the pipe and he's like going berserk and he's playing Russian roulette and uh, and like this great moment of tension like oh is the is the his bodyguard gonna find out that half of it is like baby powder and stuff like that and it's a very uh, it's a very interesting look at all these. It's not really there's not really much going on in terms of plot. I mean, the only plot that was there was oh, Mark Mark uh, Wahlberg wants to get, or his name is like Ethan Al, Eddie Allen or something like that, and then he changes his name to Dirk Diggler. Uh, a lot is a lot happens in the film, but it doesn't. It's not like this is the goal. And this is what everyone's trying to reach. Like, this is what's pushing the story forward. There's nothing really particularly pushing the story forward. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of watching the rise and fall and then what we assume to be rise again of this um, porn star and his sort of entry into the porn industry yeah. In the 1970s, which is when that industry really took yeah, off. Yeah, it was uh, it was called uh, the golden age of porn. That well, you call it that. Um, <laughs> no, it's called the golden age of porn. Like there's another. Believe me, I know you've done your research. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no <but> extracurricular <laughs> extracurricular activities. He did his homework before watching the film, um, but it because I remember. Like, after watching it, it feels like, well, not a lot happens because it's mostly them hanging out, talking. Uh-huh. But then you think back to all it's that did them. happen, and it is kind of, it's it is a lot. Like, he, he went from being this busboy in, in school, and then he got recruited by, uh, what's his name? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, and he really rose and became famous. And the way he, he fell and he got all full of himself, and they... I, I really like the point where they almost wanted to become like filmmakers, you know, like this yeah. is a real film, you know, it, it's not just a, a like dirty it, video. I, I love, I love the way that uh, Burt Reynolds explained it. He was like, you know, I want them to chiz themselves, but then they have to sit and stew in it because they want to know what happens next. <laughs> yeah. Like they, 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 for them, it was more than just like, the porn they wanted to be and consider themselves filmmakers. You yeah. Know? 
and <laughs> the pornographic twists. Yeah, and because um, back then there was no internet, you know, there was no yeah. access to it. Was like, so most people go, people went to the people theaters, went to the theaters to, to watch see. it, which is weird. <laughs> it's a little weird, <laughs> but something a, a theme similar to uh, the film you gave me. Sound City, yeah, um, was this whole thing of the Rise way technology, the way technology changed the industry. Yeah, because like this guy came in and he was like, "Oh, videotapes! It's gonna." It kind of reminded me of that line in uh, *The Graduate*, and it was like, "Plastics! It's the future." <laughs> um, I I love. Uh, yeah, like there, this guy came in. He was like, "Come on, the the theater porn industry is gonna be uh, is gonna be down." You know, videotapes is where it's at, and then you see the quality of videotapes and that they're making, and it's like shit compared it's to like, like what they're making now. But you don't have to go then. to a theater. <laughs> yeah, you just pop it in and yeah. do your thing and what have you. You know how porn works. <laughs> Um, no, but like the way similar to Sound City, it's like no, yeah. we're making art. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, change to 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 do this. And it's like eventually they they had to. Yeah. And they were a little depressed about that. They're like, we're just, is now we're making sleeves. You know, in the past we weren't making sleeves. We're, we're making, making art. <laughs> we're making films. And now it's like it's sleeves. But just seeing how that. Um, and, and it very much is an ensemble film. Yeah. Because you, um, Heather Graham. Heather Graham as Roller Girl. Yeah. You, you, you do see these characters change over the course of the film, even though there was not much of plot pushing them. Yeah. Like she, like there was this guy, he was, he was giving, uh, he was giving her, a. BJ gestures and and then uh, he finally gets into the to the car like they they're trying to experiment with like different things Burt Reynolds and uh, so you're talking about when she was at the beginning of the film when she was in school yeah you know basically making fun of her and um, she comes across the same guy yeah and because they're doing this whole thing where it's like oh get with a random guy for for their vc vhs thing yeah and then he was basically um being rough and rude and stuff like that and then i I think he called her like a whore yeah and you know you you can see throughout the film that stigma and the, the way people looked at her differently really affected her and like she really let loose on him and like kicked him and um, beat him up and like she sort of lost it and by the end of the film you see her you know try and retake control of her life and I think she would she went back to school mm-hmm. it was something like that so so you so you see the effect in the way she grows from that and she didn't let this time in school she didn't let what people viewed her as mm-hmm. stop her from getting getting her education and doing what she wanted to do you saw, you know, the, the relationship of Julianne Moore and, um, uh, what's his Mark name? Marky Wahlberg. Mark. He was Marky Mark back Marky then. He Mark, wasn't yeah. Mark Wahlberg yet. This, this film made him Mark Wahlberg. Um, but you saw that relationship and the way it grew and the way, you know, she was, um, really addicted to drugs and yeah, she didn't and pay she, attention to her kids. And her kid, uh, her kid kind of vanishes. She kind of like, she has like this mommy issue kind yes. of thing, especially when she's like with, uh, with Marky Mark. 
and uh, and the way that t- takes off, like she views him as like, like his son, and which is really really weird. Yeah, considering like they, they do suck. videos together. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, he he doesn't ha- he had like that emotionally abusive mom. Yeah, and uh, it, it's a very interesting kind of kind of a dynamic like they they both kind of have mommy issues <laughs> in a sense and it, and it's it's really interesting the way you can really sympathize with these people despite the fact that none all of them are pretty stupid yeah um and they make really bad decisions like Mark Wahlberg he he's a character that you sympathize with and you really follow but he's an idiot yeah <laughs> along with John C Riley um, and they really become just full of themselves. Um, yeah, like they, like there's this one instance where it's topical. They went to Sound City. <laughs> and, oh yeah, that's right. And and, and they uh, they recorded like some horrible uh, tracks. Yeah. And they're trying to make it big into like a recording industry. They figured like, oh yeah, we, we don't need porn anymore. We're just gonna we're just gonna be musicians, and it's gonna be great. And yeah, like they're, they're just really blinded by what they consider to be their fame and stuff like that um but you really follow a lot of characters you follow Don Cheadle Don Cheadle he wants to start like a stereo business yeah and And that was interesting how that happened yeah (laughs) and I I really I really like um Paul Thomas Anderson's films because it's it's sort of just like taking a, a chunk out of people's yeah. lives and just and sort he, of watching he it made, happen. He made Adam Sandler a likable in a Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, stuff like that is amazing. Well, I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. You're telling me you don't like the water boy? Uh, it's, Get out of here. It's cold and it's moist. <laughs> <laughs> high quality H2. <laughs> it's a great film. You take that back. I um, <laughs> like a couple of Adam Sandler films. I like Fifty uh, First Dates. I love. I like a lot of Adam Sandler films. I just to name the ones I like. Happy uh, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I like Billy Madison. I hated Billy Madison. Oh, I like Billy Madison so much. It's so stupid. Fifty um, First Dates. Uh-huh. The Wedding Singer. And the Wedding Singer is amazing. Um, I like Water Big Daddy. Boy. I like Big Daddy. That's seven right there that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. What else? What about Bedtime Stories? No, that's a piece of crap. Whoever <laughs> likes that is a piece of crap. That's what... <laughs> Oops. I guess I'm a piece of crap, guys. It's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, is Yeah, this, I don't know. This is just a, like an unbelievably well-made film in my eyes. I think mm-hmm. it's great. I think it's endlessly entertaining. I think it's so well made just from a director's point of view. There's a lot of long shots. A lot of long shots. Like, I, I, think, I, think it, I think it really helped what the movie was going for, especially in terms yeah. of like characters with the long shots, because uh, all the party scenes, all it is is just yeah. uh, long takes. But I think it helped you establish yourself in that world. Yeah. Like, like it, it really felt like, you're like you really were following. walking through there and living what they were living through. And I, I think that was sort of the point of that. And I think it was done really well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Now, also, this film doesn't have as much violence as my past film. So there you go. 
Only like four people die. Only four. <laughs> they get shot up. Um, and also at the end, it, it's not like they. It is a sort of happy ending, but it's not like everything. I, I have a I have a question. I, I want to know if you if you if you could answer this for me. Yeah. When he pulls it out at the end, yes. and he's like saying, I'm a star, I'm a star, mm-hmm. is that his real thing or is that prosthetic? I'm sorry, that's a prosthetic. Okay. It is a prosthetic, All right. yeah. Alright. That's a rubber, that's a, that's a rubber, little wee-wee, sorry. <laughs> rubber slog, because yeah. I'm like, if that if that's really it, then I then no wonder why they're impressed, because I like when the colonel, he's like, let me see your cock, kid. And then uh, <laughs> he like puts it out, and then he's like, "Okay." He pulls it down. He looks down for, like for two seconds, starts to smile. He's like, "That's it, then." <laughs> like, like he's like impressed and shit like that. And I'm like, you know what? If that prosthetic was actually his, I'd be damn impressed too. No wonder why he got all the all the attention back in the day. Still today, he gets all the attention. Sorry to break it to you. What? 100% No! Plastic. 100% plastic. <laughs> Plastics. It's going places, kid. Um, plus, it's also just an, uh, an interesting industry, sort of. Uh-huh. To peel back and porn take, industry to, not, and take a look at and not only that the vintage porn yeah, industry just That's sort of a, how it took off and started. Um, and sort of the kind of people that were behind it. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, they did view each other as family and they were good, good to each other. And then other people were pretty damn sleazy and mm. and sort of the the weight they had with some like, people like. Uh, Burt Reynolds, I was expecting him to like betray everybody else yeah, you, and you all kind that of shit. Him to yeah, piece but, of then, shit. but no, he's kind of like the surrogate father of the group, you know. And because even after, um, what's his name, uh, Dirk Gently left them, yeah, and sort of fell on tough times, he still, he's like, he took him back, he's and yeah. he's like. He was like all covered in blood. He's like, I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And he took him back like like a like a like son a son. Dead, like, you know? Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. Just the character dynamics are what make this film. Just mm-hmm. just seeing the the, it's, the vastly different, interesting characters played by amazing actors. There's not a lot of plot, but there's a lot of substance within the characters. Yeah. And that's that's where you you really get the enjoyment of the film. Like if you're expecting a plot, don't. Don't go into uh, into this film like, oh, this is high end uh, storytelling. No, it's actually just looking at people's lives. And but I, uh, I consider that high end storytelling. <laughs> um, and uh, and all, oh, by the way, <laughs> Mister Musical Elitist over here, you the like soundtrack this is yeah. fucking amazing. Well, we should talk about that. Um, the way they really place you in the seventies, I think they do amazing job. Yeah. Like from from the music. Not only that, they transition to the eighties and shit like oh, that. Like like easily like butter. But also the um the costume designs and the yeah. hair and the um what's it called? Atmosphere? Not decorations. What's the what's the film? Interior uh, design. The the the, the interior decorations. Yeah, like of, you had like the, the tack, you had like tacky floral wallpaper. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, like some of the bed 
the bed designs and uh, even the clothing, the way that it's filmed, the way that uh, porn was made back then. They really took a look at how those movies were made and kind of shot it that way. Uh, so I view... This movie is very uh, enjoyable on so many levels. The music is fantastic. The actors are fantastic. Uh, the cinematography is fantastic. Uh, all I could say is that this movie is fantastic. I mean, I, 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 you know, looking at all the songs, I'm like, oh, it's that song I know. <laughs> and there's so many of that. Cause I think I was born in the wrong era, and I think I should have oh, been God, born in the you're 70s. You're one of those people. I, I think I. Oh, I was born in the wrong time. <laughs> I was. No, you I weren't. Was. Oh my God. I don't relate with these millennials. Uh, Help me. <laughs> you and your hipster crap. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I drink on your latte and type into your typewriter. <laughs> it's a gold typewriter, you see. <laughs> um, overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. I really enjoy this movie. I was like, okay, uh, I, I was expecting to like it mm -hmm. because of like all the ta sheer talent that's behind it. But then uh, going into it, I'm like, you know what? That was that was a stellar fucking film, you know. And the and uh, the Boogie Nights and the just the way that they it, it's very pre Baz Luhrmann, uh, the way that they they <laughs> what do you shoot, mean? shoot like how he's like I could see my name in lights, it's neon blue and just like the, like it cuts to like random random shit and well, it was definitely like the, different the tight editing. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's another uh, thing. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this film. I, I, I strongly recommend it. Uh, if if a lot of if uh, grit, I, it's not gratuity. No, but it, it's but it's definitely it, like it's definitely rated R. Yeah, but it's not like it. It's not about the the porn aspect. Yeah, it's, it's more it's, about these people's lives. It's more about the industry and their lives and the characters. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I strongly recommend it. Uh, IGN, uh, 10 out of 10. It's amazing. Uh, check it out. Download the soundtrack. Shit, that's a great mixtape right there for uh, waiting to happen. So, uh, that was uh, this week's uh, to the table. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is good. This is good. Check out, uh, Fantasy Fair, where we go over, uh, everything Disney. Check out, uh, our regular podcast on, uh, on every Sun. That's uploaded every Sunday. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday, unless you're, uh, listening to it on another day. Then in that case, uh, yeah, uh, subscribe to uh, iTunes and uh, podcast.com. Uh, check out our After Darks on, uh, on YouTube. The most recent one we did was uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and uh, where me, uh, Peter, Alexis, and, uh, and Julio, a, a resident Kingsman fan, um, hashtag Oxfords, not Brogues. <laughs> Uh, where we go over all that stuff. So, uh, Peter, final thoughts? Yep. That's an amazing thought. <laughs> uh, check you guys out under the spotlight. Bye.